You should play 5D chess. It's across space and time. Oh, that's just that's just 4D. What what's what's yeah? What's the fifth D? Uh, D's nuts. Oh. Welcome to the Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, today I thought we'd talk about El Salvador and their Bitcoin buying. The Dallas Fed had to dissolve all of his positions because he was potentially manipulating the market to his own gain. And then finally, we'll be talking about fines and fees for different corporations. Good. I hope we find them all. Major, you wanted to talk about El Salvador and uh, Bitcoin. I remember we talked about this a few episodes ago about how they were having a volcano Bitcoin. Yeah, so we first mentioned them when when it came out that they, El Salvador, uh, was looking to adapt Bitcoin on a national level. Uh, And then, yeah, we we had the infamous conversation about Bitcoin mining over a volcano. Uh, Insert Dr. Evil laughing pinky. But yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, It was definitely a huge buy the hype sell the news kind of situation as el salvador launched had their official launch we saw bitcoin just plummet in price uh from you know the 52 dollars range down to 42 43,000 before rebounding up to 46 i think so you know scary times for bitcoin traders when you're waking up in the morning if, if you weren't aware that el salvador was you know if that was like the catalyst that that been leading up to bitcoin but that's why you gotta like stay ahead of the news right. like there's nine times out of ten there's a reason the stock is moving just because you don't know the reason doesn't mean the reason doesn't exist right now right or the right stocks and cryptocurrency yeah. yes the the letters on your screen the the price chart in front of you there uh, yes thanks for that correction there tim now unfortunately sometimes especially yeah. on like low float stocks you can't find any news there's no you know, there's really almost no nothing on Twitter, right? It might be a, a Discord pump or a social media pump. Uh, and, you know, sometimes those are private and you don't have access to those. You know, but if, if I don't see the reason why the stock is is raising, is rising up, then I have no idea when it'll fall back down. So I usually don't play those. Right. But I do play Bitcoin. However, I don't think I'm playing it optimally. I'm very bullish long on Bitcoin, right? Uh, I I don't want to sell Bitcoin until it gets to 100000 at least, but it's so volatile. I feel like I'm just like leaving a ton of free money on the table uh, from like the, the or free flows. Yeah, or yeah, or free fractional shares of Bitcoin tokens uh, on, on the table there, right? I believe the cool kids call that the Satoshi. There's a lot of kind of like thought around it. And like, I don't know if you go traditionally just comparing to uh, the market, um, Warren Buffett always says, I, I believe it's Warren Buffett, uh, but like time in the market beats timing the yeah. market. And like gen- generally overall, if you're long term bullish on Bitcoin, like maybe in the end, like you could have made an extra, I don't know, a couple percent here and there on these like 10% plus swings, but odds are you're not going to be able to buy the bottom every single time on any of these dips. And like, you might get burnt on some of them too, where you actually end up with less whenever you could have just held an amount that goes up over the next 10 years. I think you're absolutely right. And I love that, that stock quote. Yeah. And it's a good one. And it's one that like, I don't know, constantly you need a reminder of because like thinking about it, you want to make decisions in the short term for short term gains, but this is a long term game and you should be making decisions based on the long term. Right. Trading's not a sprint, now, it's a marathon. Wh- 
Yeah, exactly. Now with Bitcoin and like cryptocurrencies in general, uh, we can kind of talk about uh, all of the other cryptocurrencies that are not Bitcoin. And that may be a way to sort of gain uh, some like good percentages on your entire portfolio by diversifying a, a portion of it into alternative coins or altcoins. So not only am I technically diversifying, although there's uh, an argument to be made that since they kind of all run in sympathy to Bitcoin, that's not really diversifying uh yeah i think that's a, that's a really good that's a really good you point. are right with that there i could buy altcoins when bitcoin's low and then sell altcoins when bitcoin's high that way i'm still profiting and benefiting from the the volatility of bitcoin however i'm not touching my bitcoin i'm still investing it so i think that's an excellent viable solution uh because you, you kind of get the best of both worlds where right where you you're long in the market and you're not trying to time the market all the time but because like we do pay attention to to it anyways and like i don't know let's just say we think we can do better than just holding it forever to to each their own though um maybe doing some altcoin buys and sells whenever the market's hot versus not hot like could be could be something to do there now only if there was something that did that for you if only uh, you know, a lot of people call me, I'm a machine, but I'm not a machine. I've got 60 plus stocks in my equities portfolio, right? That, that I, you know, actively look at. That's not including like my three IRA accounts. Oh my gosh. Oh, the stress and anxiety of, of, of too many tickers. Um, yeah. And plus, you know, uh, sometimes I get drunk and I just buy yeah. random altcoins, uh, for, you know, quote unquote diversification. So <laughs> I don't have like the capability or resources. I don't have the time to, to manage all this, especially not the altcoins trading 24 seven. Like what is there? What can I do about that? Well, I know some exchanges out there. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, I guess, but uh, readers or listeners, I guess, I do encourage you to sort of do some research into that. Oh, or we'll tell you on the Discord. Join the Discord and maybe yeah, we can have a conversation. And if you're but, an exchange uh, there are that does this, algorithmic, let us know. Uh, bots that, yeah, um, algorithmic bots that you can actually uh, set up and use with literally a couple touches of a button. And um, one that I like to use actually is a rebalancing bot. So what it is is basically like you set up a uh, set percentage of the um, like portfolio that you're setting up and what, ten, it, like can let's I, just say very fast? simply we yep sure yeah, uh, you already turned me off. Uh, I have a background in mathematics. Uh, I did uh, a course in computer science. I can do basic coding, but I, I can't code like that sure. anymore. I um, can't write these fancy algorithms like I used to. So is this going to be like difficult for me? I just wanted to like ask. No, before, there's like, absolutely no details. algorithms at all. So I don't have to like have nope, any no coding. algorithms at all. Okay, at least not zero. For... All you have to do is type in a percentage and click which cryptocurrency you want, depending on the broker. Okay, well that's all right. I can do that. All right, cool. Go depending on. on the broker, depending yeah. on the broker, but the one that I use is very, very simple. Sweet, awesome. And in that case, basically, I'm, what I'm it does, back is it, on. It, it it essentially sets it up so it's buying low and selling high. So if Bitcoin runs, it will start selling Bitcoin as it's. Uh, like growing in value and buying your the other altcoins and so like whenever bitcoin's running basically if like the percentage in uh, bitcoin is growing faster it will be buying the other altcoins which is pretty much buying them whenever they're low or if the other altcoins are running and bitcoin is not then it'll be um, like selling the altcoins that are running and buying bitcoin while it's low so it's it's pretty interesting how it like just automatically rebalances and you can set it up to uh, rebalance like every Every hour or every like 365 days. Now, completely up to you. You can also do like percentage based if you want. 
for those who haven't had to rebalance an entire portfolio or an entire index uh, for their Russell, uh, what is rebalancing? Uh, yeah, so rebalancing basically is you're returning to uh, the portfolio diversification that you want. So let's say we had four equities or four cryptocurrencies, each held in 25%, and one of them grows a little bit more than the other ones do. So that one's at like 26%, and some of the other ones are at like 23 and 24 and 25 as well, whatever. And what it does is it basically sells the, uh, the portion uh, beyond the 25% and buys the uh, like lower percentage base equities or cryptocurrencies back up to the the 25% par level. Okay, so I started my portfolio balanced, and let's say I have 25% each, and then over the yep. next hour or 24 hours, whatever my period is, I obviously the, yep. the values are going to change. My Bitcoin's going to go up. My you know Litecoin's going to go down. Litecoin, er, but yep. uh. So after this this period this time frame, uh, it'll sell the extra and and buy the the part that's missing. So it'll, it'll, it'll sell the it excess and yeah, basically fill the gap. Okay, so so that's why it's called rebalancing. Yeah, yeah, cool. Hope that makes sense for everyone. Awesome. Yeah, and like it's pretty easy to set up and just literally forget about it. You can put a couple hundred dollars in. You can put like ten dollars in yeah. and just like set it up and see how it goes, basically. But generally, it has been working pretty good. Mind you, this has been in a big bull market. So rebalancing is really popular among passive uh, ETFs and other types of funds uh, from like institutions and market makers. You know, when you yeah. uh, buy like IBM or whatever the Russell 2000 uh, iShares is, right, that gets like rebalanced uh, and that's all like in a passive system, you know, with pre predetermined yeah. like methodology. So this is pretty cool. You know, you set your own methodology and, you know, rebalance your own crypto account. That's uh. Mm -hmm. Man, retail trading's gone a long way, hasn't it? In such a short amount of time. It really has, yeah. Yeah. Back when this, back the first shares I ever bought, I had to look up the price in the newspaper and call my broker and place an order online and like read out mm. like my, my, my account information. Dang. And now I can set it up. Weird. Without knowing any coding to to rebalance my portfolio hmm. like like an institution, my little BlackRock. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you get cancer while you made the call? Did I get what? That big ass cell phone. Oh <laughs> no, this was still on a home phone. Then he should not be a, a rotary, message though. on my not, pager. Not that old. Nothing close to that. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a message here. Uh, says I should sell. Insert. I don't know a reference from The Wolf of Wall Street. I feel like he used the pager a lot. I hope that wraps up uh, like trading algorithms and bots for everybody well enough. I mean the the simplified version for sure. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely have some more questions like as I'm trying to implement this over the weekend. Uh, but I'll just hit you up on our Discord, uh, which is free to join. Yeah. By the way, uh, we do have like some premium tiers, but you can join the conversation for free. Absolutely fantastic. So I'll definitely have a bunch of questions so i'll hit you up on that um but that's like really cool like how far my retail's gone you know what's not cool though is corruption in fiscal policy right and and before i get into details just i'm going to state like a general blanket statement about how i feel about it i don't think you should be able to be compensated when you're in charge of making monetary decisions because everyone knows that money corrupts right it corrupts the best of us it corrupts the worst of us you know maybe a little bit of money not so much maybe a lot of money maybe a little bit more right uh and you could be the, the best person in the world with like the most ethics and morality but when you're benefiting from the fiscal and monetary policies and decisions that you're making for the country there has to be questions of intent which is you know in large part kind of impossible to prove 
Well, I mean, also yeah. just put yourself in his seat. Like, let's say you're the Dallas Fed chair and Dallas Fed President Kaplan. Right. So you put uh, yourself in his shoes and last uh, January 2020, you know, everything's fine until COVID happened and you start losing, you know, millions of dollars in your portfolio and you have the power to, you know, initiate fiscal easing stuff. And since you're the chair of the Federal Reserve, you know how to manipulate markets or what the markets need to go back up. And yeah, so you're you not some retail are these really losses you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) like are these losses or am i just one decision away from you know turning all my losses into gain or i double down yeah really yeah you know it really puts people ask how do you buy the dip like when when do you know that the dip's done dipping right i guess you can just create a new fiscal policy and turn the market around and you you, you've artificially created the bottom of the dip just call your boy jay pow you know, and tell them to initiate monetary easy peasy. Yeah. I don't know why they don't all do this. And I think, uh, Major, you brought up like a point, like why are investment, some investment firms not uh, insured by the FDIC? And I brought up that like we keep bailing out all these banks for having bad bad decisions, uh, right? Monetary risky. policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're making bad decisions, risky bets, and it's kind of bullshit. Like I wish my portfolio had a no risk return. You know, if I just didn't have right? risk. Up to $200,000. Yeah, I'll take that cap. Yeah. Right. But like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, so yes, Wall Street sucks as a whole, but you have to remember they are a function of society, especially before like the last five to seven years with retail investing really taking a hold and, and, you know, the normal average guy or or woman, you know, average Joe or Jane being able to, you know, take their, their fiscal finance or fiscal independence in their own hands uh, before then. Right. Like, let's say, you know, you get out of high school in the 70s and you work construction you know or you worked really hard blue collar jobs like your entire life you don't know anything about the stock market right but you know right. you need to invest for retirement who are you going to call you're going to call one of these institutions one of these market makers and that's where you're going to put your your ira that's where you're going to put your hard-earned money so you know when when we talk about these institutions taking a big hit some of that money is like the little guys now as a whole it's the big guys and it's the big picture and that's not we're not you know the, the retailers they army or whatever you want to call them they're not fighting like joe schmo's ira account uh but that's his money right and he's putting it in there because the banks offer such a crappy low interest rate it just doesn't make sense to put money in a bank anymore you put enough in there to to pay your bills through you know the automated check checking system online stuff but besides that like you can just put your money you know you can just walk around with cash it's about the same thing right 0.009 percent interest right you're losing money uh, with inflation putting it in the bank exactly so like the banks are insured are federally insured up to two hundred thousand dollars why isn't why aren't institutions like i don't know and like i'm not saying they should be but i'm just wondering why one is and one's not all right i'll just say this so i just think it's bullshit talking about bull like so and then they do all this shit uh the fed and everybody and they go like have they should be insured and like be you know at least promising some amount back to the uh the people i mean i get that like it's kind of a touchy situation right because if you're insured then like what you get like there's no risk you know and that's kind of like you have to have risk to get reward in the market you know so i understand why it's like not completely insured like a bank is you know you put your money in a bank it literally cannot go tits up because you're insured by the government and everything unless right society but collapses. yeah and i don't think like that when i talk about that like yeah you're in 
it's kind of different because like it's your cash sitting in like a checking or in a savings account like collecting interest but on the back end the bank is taking that money and investing it right and they're making tons more money right right yeah. actively investing or even passively investing right even if they just took everyone's money and put it in spy right and then offered you know let's say uh two or three times more than they're offering right now a solid one percent interest right, right? 1.5 let's give them that uh you know you're still making five to six seven times on average right with spy being about 10 like 10 percent uh before inflation uh 10 percent return a year before inflation on average obviously right. this last year is going to throw everything off but you know they're still pocketing eight percent of everyone else's money Right. But if they. Well, that's also because right. they don't need, like, they used to at least somewhat need people's money, right? You have to put it money in so that they can go invest it and use it like bankers do or yeah. write people house loans, you know, and stuff like that. And then they make money off the loan. But now they have so much access to federal money that they don't need our money anymore. You know, they're getting basically unlimited amounts of money from the Fed at like 0% interest rate. Or they were even talking about maybe going negative. Hmm. A negative interest rate. Imagine that. Yeah, the Fed like, gives we'll them pay money you to... and pays them more money. Right? I'll I'll take that. Sign me up. Bullshit. Yeah. Why why can't I get access to this credit? Yes, please. That's why yeah. I, we should just shut up a a company and just get a junk loan. I mean, they have junk loans. Those people those some of those companies are never going to pay it back. But the uh banks want to lend it because the the interest rates are so low. And then what? We and especially the money if they're getting paid money. Declare bankruptcy and to... not not pay it back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give myself a salary of a million dollars a year on these loans, you know. That's just a count. That's a expense you know i was just paying my wages to all my employees yeah that's why i gotta watch out for these otc companies yeah yeah really yeah and then we'll go public brilliant i'm okay with that we we'll just gotta cloud beat, space we just gotta beat the valuation of that nicola 2.0 jersey deli shop <laughs> and you know what else is great about a scheme like that is we don't even really have to pay t- right i was just uh looking at this uh company or it was a renaissance hedge fund they just renaissance agreed- medallion yeah yeah, they just agreed to pay $7 billion on unpaid fines and taxes because it would have been more if they had gone to court. Yeah. Uh, for basically, they like were underpaying taxes for like, I don't know, 10, 20. I didn't wow. look at the exact Jeez. time, but it was like an ongoing battle with the IRS since 2011. So at least. Which is crazy because you can just, wow. you know, drag out litigation and then until you're ordered Forever. to pay that money. Yeah. You just keep investing that money. You could, if you stole a yeah. billion dollars. Right. 15 years ago, you could make 10 billion in the next two decades with good investing and then get, you know, get fined right. 7 billion. You're still netting 13 billion, which is what you talked about before, Patrick, uh, was like the cost of fines, right? Like, will a company make more money doing illegal things and paying the fines versus like actual representation? Yeah. And that, that's just what happens okay. when, when regulation doesn't have any. My time. own school taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like literally. Yeah. That, it makes like, business well, sense. Right. And less. like, yeah. At the end just, of the day, you you're care not about there your to P&L. Do good things. It's just about yeah. yeah. You're looking at your P and L, your bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. That's you just why, want to get this uh, car in the market. I Who personally cares? think the government, IRS, and people like that need more teeth, so that you know that they're. The hedge funds aren't doing shady shit. Yeah, because, I mean, morality's not going to change. I'm not expecting them to become, yeah. you know, uh, shiny right. representations of humanity. That's not their mm-hmm. purpose. That's That would be an unrealistic expectation. What I don't right. think is an unrealistic expectation that, is you know. regulation uh, and, and appropriate fines. Because, like, you know, Renaissance isn't the only ones doing this. We see, you know, huge fines every single, almost every single week, it feels like sometimes. 
right? I mean, Kraft just got fined, yeah. right? $62 yeah, million. Yeah, what was it, 600 million? 62 million. million right. For $62 million uh, because they falsified supplier contracts to achieve cost savings. Right. From I mean, the end of 2015 to the end of 2018. Like, what is the SEC doing? For three years, they're allowing this to happen. It was like, what was it? Five, ten years ago? Right. And so they're just now getting to it. You know, and they just made money. I mean, that's all that was. Like, yeah, they have to pay some whatever. But they'll make more money by doing something illegal. And that's the only the stuff that they get caught for. How much stuff do they do where they just, it never goes punished. And the little guy suffers. Like, why is Amazon not paying taxes? And yet, you know, all these small businesses and local stuff get reamed. Right. And someone out there listening is going to be like, you idiots don't realize, like, and like just the bigger picture personal individuals too like it, it's not really helping anything out you know right you're just making the big bigger at that point it's a rigged system you gotta be careful out there thank you for listening to the roots report by roots research everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between the hosts and this is not financial advice as we are not financial advisors Please be sure to share and follow us on Twitter and Spotify, and even join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been Roots Research, and stay rooted.